Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Murder Hobros. I'm Josh, the DM. I actually didn't introduce any of us in the last game, so I'm sorry. My name's Josh. I'm the DM, and uh, I'm getting used to it, our name. I don't hate it as much as I did a week ago. In the last episode, you met our adventurers. We have Gil the Tortle, Nickass the Triton from the Deeps, and Sound of Blades, our Kenku Rogue. Before we jump in, I just want to say if you like the show, please follow us on Twitter at Murder Hobros uh, is our uh, handle. And please support the show also by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. And uh, by all means, please recommend us to your friends. We want to grow the show and we need your support to do that. So let's let's jump into the episode. We find the party of newly formed adventurers on the road heading out of Salt Marsh towards the haunted house. Well, it's to the east of here, so the easiest route would actually be by the Kingfisher River. So um, you, you will take, if you're plodding along, you'll take them past uh, this tavern uh, called the Snapping Line, which is quite uh, intriguing to look at because the tavern, the whole thing is built from uh, planks and holes of decommissioned fishing ships, uh, all kind of like cobbled together. Um, it's strangely homely, and you can actually see as you walk past... Uh, Hannah Rist, who uh, runs it, does wave to you and she shouts, Hiya, Gil! Hello, I've got a fish fella with me. We're going to a house. Well, cool. Have a good day then, Gil. All right. Did you need somewhere to stay? Do you you sleep in a bed? Do you know what a bed is? We do have 
beds. Yes. Well, we have. What would they have underneath the like? I would say I that um, you would actually have some sort of like domed architectural structure under the sea. Yeah. Um, your highly advanced race um, that manipulates the materials of the sea and your with your technological skills and your magic to create quite um, luxuriant, exotic, uh, impressive dwellings uh, uh, on the seabed, um, ranging from the deep, deep black depths where you'll use phosphorescence and magics to create lights, and on coral reefs where you've still got sunlight coming down from, from through the waters. So you have a range of habitats, but the key feature would be that you are highly advanced, wealthy, um, technological, and um, imbued with a lot of magical skills at your um, culture's disposal. Well, I'll tell you what, you seem like a nice fella. You stay at Gills tonight, but that's quite a nice place to stay if you want. they got pillows and everything. Are we not going to the house straight away? Yeah, the, well, yeah, that's fine. I just didn't know if you wanted to drop your stuff. Nope, just... We can go right now. I'm ready. You pass the shark fin bridge, which spans the uh, mouth of the Kingfisher River as it starts to turn into the sea. Um, this large bridge uh, has got shops and homes all along its length. It's really old. It clearly predates the village. Uh, and it's wide. You could get two carts across it, uh, so abreast of each other. But you're not crossing the bridge. You're heading uh, south, uh, following the river as it bends. And as Gil leads you, you actually step out of into more greenery as the, the cluster of homes and buildings start to fade out. And you can even see uh, a farm uh, towards the, the south end of town as, as the path walks along it. Uh, there is a, a copse of trees uh, as Gil plods along. And this is, uh, Gil, you'd know this is the sea grove. This is a gathering place for seagulls, sailors, swamp folk, uh, as well as an information market for traders and trappers. There is um, a melancholy individual of middle years called Ferin Castellar, who tends a shrine in the sea grove. Uh, and Ferin is a druid of sorts. Uh, he has a bullfrog that you've met, Gil. And I think, uh, Blades, you've met Farron as well. Um, being somewhat of an outsider, this is a safe space on the outside of town that, you know, communication might be difficult for you, but this is a place where you're, you feel instantly welcome. Um, Farron is a, is a, is a good, good person, and Farron keeps an eye out for um, imbalances and aberrations in the wild. As soon as we get near here, like, Farron will be someone that's always been kind to me i'm guessing yeah. uh so like my speed will noticeably increase and i'll kind of take us into this copse of trees do i see him in here yeah Ferrin. um Ferrin is uh probably probably older than he looks and he looks about 50 but he's uh quite a, a broad muscular uh, black man with dreadlocks pulled back into a ponytail and there is a colored braid with beads and stuff and ferrin has got um a dark black beard and Ferrin's sitting under a tree uh, and he's got this bullfrog in his lap. And he gets up straight away. He says, Blade, skill. And uh, someone new. Good morning. 
How's Nigel? Loris. This is Loris, Gil. I've told you this. <laughs> he looks like a Nigel. Well, he likes to be called Loris, Gil. Can I hold him again? No, you dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> and Loris doesn't like to be dropped. Would you like a drink? I've got some tea brewing. Yes, please. Uh, and he kind of like pours out uh, this 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 herb base. As soon tea. as he turns his back, like Gil will lean down to the bullfrog. Sorry again, Nigel. The bullfrog jumps up and takes a jump towards Ferrin, and then stops and looks back at you. Uh, Ferrin holds out three uh, cups, balanced in his hands. And he pops them down on the floor and hands one to you, Gil, picks up the other two, hands one to you, Blades, and has an extra cup and says, uh, Sir, would you like some green tea? This is Nickers. What is this green tea? It's a tea, uh, very good for you, full of um, nutrients from the earth. In fact, from my very grove here. It's warm in your belly. Uh, and... Uh, Gil will, like, down his quite happily. Ferrin offers you the cup. Yeah, I'd take it. And he says, uh, my name is Ferrin Castellar. Who might you be? My name is Nicanarus Valieth. I am a trident of the deep. regret that name yet? (laughs) Nicanarus Valieth. Defender of the deep. Royal Guard, first class. It's a pleasure to meet me, I know. He nods. Says... Well, sit with us a while. Is this the haunted house that we're here to see? No, this this is what we call woods. Woods. Trees grow here. Tre- trees live here. <laughs> right. Okay. We're, I just wanted to see Nigel. Sorry. Uh, we're going to the house. Uh, has it got a name? Will it have a it's nickname? It's just known locally local? as the haunted house, really. The, uh, the council wanted to go to, us to go to the haunted house. And oh, really? Have a look round. There's been some rumours about the place. I'll tell you that. There's ghosts there, apparently. Yeah, I heard that. Yep, I, um, I've had some, well, some sailors pop on by and spend an evening with me, and they've seen some queer lights coming from the place. There some flashes and... Some screams. Old Shaky Davis said he saw something weird around there. Oh, uh, well, you can't always trust what Shaky says. He's uh, he's deep in his cups, is Shaky. Hence why he shakes. Wife left him. Yeah, he smells of piss. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Shaky well, in his wife's voice. Shaky. Oh, you've met her. Shaky. I think half the problem is most of the salt marsh gents have met her. Not me, though. Doesn't come out into the woods. Like, I'll, I'll kind of lean over towards him. Do you know what he is? Because no one seems to really know. Who, Shaky? You know... No. Like, Nicholas. Oh. You, sir, are um, a triton, aren't you? A triton, yes. Finally, someone who knows who I am. I, um... Well, I'm older than I look, and I've been around a little bit. Um... Don't see many tritons. You might scare some of the the uh, salt marsh locals. They are 
simple folk. Yes, I seem to have gathered that, especially this woman called Maurice. Uh, Marissa? Is that her name? Marissa, maybe? M Marissa, yes. Uh, <laughs> she's she's mad. It's old Marissa. Clearly. She's quite harmless, though. Most folk are, actually are. Give them time. Uh, give them time, and you'll see that there's goodness in town. I have no doubt. He picks up Loris, and uh, he kind of strokes under Loris's chin. And what are you exactly? I, uh, well, I'm a druid, really. Um, camping out in my little sea grove. It's a safe, safe place. I suppose outsiders like to make this a spot. And there are actually seagulls kind of like uh, circling overhead. And um, he says, we get all sorts here. Uh, it's a bit of an information market, really, for local traders and trappers. And um, I've got a shrine. Shrine back there as well. Oh, to Persona? No. No, this is Zobad High. Uh, it's uh, sort of like a local saint, really, going back hundreds and hundreds of years. Very connected to nature. That's fantastic. And you say you have information lines. Have you heard of this trident? Uh, trident? The, uh, like a, a fisherman's weapon? It's, it's like a fork. <laughs> I'll show him a fork, just so he knows. I've not heard of anything about a trident. Um, is, it, is, is there a specific weapon like that around that you're after? I'm sure you could get one crafted. This is the trident of my god persona. She has uh, given me the duty uh, of finding this, <laughs> finding this trident, so okay. that I could better defend the deep. Well, I'll, um, I'll tell you what. You pop back some time, share a drink with me, uh, and I'll, uh, I'll meditate upon it by the shrine. Maybe I'll get some information. I've also got connections with the elves uh, in the Dreadwood, and. Uh, you know, they often come and send word to me of any monsters around the forest, specifically heading in this direction. So, you know, if if I see them soon, I'll ask them. A trident. Distinctive. I'm, I'm sure I can, can ask. And if you need any favours of your own, please call upon me. Thank you, I will. Thank you. I drink the green tea because I've never drunk anything before. I'm all on the water. <laughs> so I, I tried to drink this tea. Uh, nice. Ferenc stands up once you've drowned it. And uh, he says, well, uh, don't let me hold you up if you've got places to be. Um, this is where I am. Should you need me. Oh. All right, then. Well, have a lovely day. You too. Bye, Nigel. And then I kind of amble off into the back to the bar. I salute him and Nigel because I don't know what Nigel is. So <laughs> I salute both of them and I walk out with Gil. He shakes his head and Blades, you can hear um, Ferenc say under his breath, Loris, it's not hard to remember. The frog's name is Loris. And he says, Blades, look after them. I think... Uh, yeah, well, look after them. I'll just say, I have heard some rumours. I'm going to say, 
Goodbye, Nigel. And smile. <laughs> uh, Ferrin looks pissed and then shakes his head and says, See you, Blades. Uh, you guys followed the uh, Kingfisher River out of town, and um, it's uh, it doesn't take too long. It's fresh, but as you get further away from the sea, um, you know you get a little bit of the security of the land mass around you, taking some of the edge off of that wind, and then the path turns back out onto the sea uh, after a couple of miles, and uh, the road to the house winds through rocky coastal terrain offering a view of the sea below. Low clouds press upon you, occasional patches of sunlight appear out over the water, and this stiff wind blows in off of the waves, carrying the briny stink of churning salt water. Four miles up the coast from Salt Marsh, on the old road, leads you towards the haunted house. You do pass people on the way, some curious town folk actually start following you for a little bit. Um, there's about three or four old men having an early morning walk. You're not really sure what they're doing, but they are following you. Uh, they're about 20 yards behind, clearly talking to themselves and pointing at you. Uh, do you guys want to do anything about this? I would just think they're f- like f- like uh, admirers of me, so I just let them be. I'd say good afternoon. Hello there. They stop as soon as you um, turn to them. They confer to each other, and then one of them goes, Hi! How how are you? You having a nice walk? Uh, Yeah. Then he turns back to his friends and whispers. Says, You right, Gil? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. We're just going to the old haunted house. Oh. The old fancy shoes gave us gave us some instructions to go, and this fella's keen to go, so I was pretty much done for the day. He talks to his friends again, uh, and then he says, We're not going out there. We were just going to follow you. We're just going to follow you, Gil. See what you're up to with these, with the bird man you and the, this new one. You've never wanted to hang out with me before, are you? I've got enough friends. These, these two are my brothers. Don't need more, Gil. You always tell me that. Well. Everyone's always got enough friends. When he dies, I'll have a think about putting you in. How's that? Do I, do I, know, do I know these? Yeah. Uh, you've seen these three around. There are three local brothers. Um, old men. They wear like these uh, caps on their head. These pointed caps. Um, they, they probably were fishermen of some form. Um back when they worked but they've kind of retired out. they actually live on your side of town blades so you see them a lot they've never spoken to you they don't know how to communicate to you um but they do all stare at you frequently i imagine like when gil hangs out his catch for everyone to take uh these fuckers come and just take it and go and sell it on the market oh god yeah gil, gil, yeah gil's completely oblivious and he thinks he's helping the town but he's just lining these guys pockets um the speaker is, is he's he's known locally as Old Raj, um, and Old Raj says, "Well, we're not going to follow you up there, are we, Dell? I'm not following him." And Dell looks at him and, and just shakes his head. Uh, well, we'll follow you for a bit, but when we get to the house, we'll you know we'll we'll go back. We just want to see what he was doing, really. 
Well, we're on important business. The fancy shoes told us to, so... Oh. Don't get in our way, all right? I don't want to get you in You're trouble. getting paid a lot of money by fancy shoes. Yeah, t t 200 gold, they said we could Yo, have. did you hear that? 200 gold? We'll do it for... Well, we won't go up there, will we? <laughs> Being silly there. <laughs> well, you keep walking, we'll walk behind you and talk about you. All right, then. Well... <coughs> you too, don't get killed, and if it's scary, Gil, come back, because we will we, we'll be hungry, and you always leave something nice out. All right, then, they're nice fellas. Um, they're going to follow behind us. They, they're a bit, they, they find a lot of things funny, but they won't ever really tell me what, so maybe you'll get the jokes. This is me talking yeah. to <laughs> Nick Ass yeah. and Blaze. And... Who are these three people? They're just... They... They're, I think they're brothers and... Yeah, they're just around town. They don't really work anymore. So... Oh, so... Oh, like tricks. <laughs> <laughs> they got this really fun game that... I don't really enjoy, but... They, like, jump on my shell and see who can hang on the longest. Jed's, je, like... Two hours and sixteen minutes or something. I was pretty tired. Well, they won't be doing that now. We need you as our guide, so if you I'm, I'm, can please. I'm guessing me and me and Gil spend uh, a fair bit of time together. Yeah, there's not many people. People give you a wide berth, Blades, because um, this is predominantly human town, and, and you guys uh, would know that even the local dwarven miners you know there is a degree of not so much segregation but or even hostility just a very wary um this is a wary old town that's traditionally largely been human so any it's not a racist thing this is more a you're different you're an outsider thing this is old salt marsh versus outsiders coming into town it's not because you're a Kenku, although you are exceptionally unusual. Uh, all three of you are exceptionally unusual. Um, far more uh, diverse than what these locals would have seen. These three brothers do live on your side of town. Uh, they're Dell, Old Raj, and Simcoe. Um, they they live kind of. Sorry, what was that third name I missed? Simcoe. That? They're all, they're all nicknames. You don't know what their real names are, but this is what the locals know them as. They they're relatively neighbours to you, Blades. You see them regularly, but um, being an outsider, you and Gil probably would have naturally come together just for companionship. And obviously, um, the the shrine at the edge of town in the woods, the little copse of trees, is a, is another safe space for you outsiders where you can actually have some ownership of a space and not instantly feel like people are watching. Um, having said all of that, there's never been any outward signs of like physical aggression. There is a guard presence that wouldn't tolerate that. And for better or for worse, you guys are locals. I'm, now. I'm waiting for an opportunity to get get one up on them. Don't like the way they're treating old Gil there. Okay. So, I'm old as, you get, oh God, as you get closer towards the house... Um, it comes into view, and that's when the three brothers turn back, basically. And you can see this decrepit house sitting on the, the highest ground in the area. Around it is a stone wall, and it's crumbled in many places, exposing 
the interior grounds. There is an ornate metal gate lying open at the end of the road, swaying slightly in the wind. Wild flora grows through the inner yard, but all the years cannot hide the evidence of a well-tended garden that once sat here. Near the house, the rotted wooden roof of a water well rises out of the tall grass. And I've got a picture that I am going to show you. Um, uh, this is from the cliff side, so you can see it's very definitely against the cliff. But this is the architecture, so it's beaten up. You know, you've got the, the timber showing in some of the roofs. The shutters are uh, basically boarded up with slats of wood. Um, there are holes in it. Uh, there's gnarled trees, and it, it's very desolate. And there is a distinct grimness to the place. And um, you've made it to the haunted house. Right, well... Here you go, I've, I've kind of got you here, I've done my bit, you're welcome really. You don't want to see why the leaders of your town want you to investigate this house? I'm not bothered really, I'm just, no, just telling you here so you know you're at the right house. And what have you, blades, do you want to see what's inside? Inside? I know, it was weird. I was going to think of another word, but it came out inside. I just literally imitated you. <laughs> yeah, that was his character. Oh, my bad. Okay, then I just walk in, I guess. Well, I'll, I'll give you some uh, options first. Gonna... You've got... Yeah, Sorry, go for it. stop him from doing those. Maybe have a little scout around after hearing the options. So, let me uh, give you some of these options then. So, you've got this six-foot wall around the perimeter of the building. Um... It more or less encloses the garden. It's partially collapsed uh, in, in, in several places. Um, there is the garden. There is also a well, and you've got the front door. Uh, I guess you could work your way into the back somehow. Uh, that's entirely up to you. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, Jesus Christ. That was truly horrid. <laughs> So uh, yeah, what do you? How do you want to approach this? Uh, we should probably not. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a like a structure like this before. So I'll... this is an house. People live in these. So I think it's just the same as the council house thing we went to. So I just go through the front door. No, I was, I was, just, I was gonna stop him. Yep, you stop him. Um, I'll go like while they're two are headed towards the door. I'll, I'll spot the well. I'm I'm always drawn to water, so I'll have a quick look there while they're doing. Whatever Make a perception do. check. Uh, twelve. On a twelve, as you uh, your eyes drawn towards this old well, um, you can see uh, some clusters of small mammal remains in the tall grass around the well. You can definitely see the bones, the picked bones of mice, maybe a squirrel in there as well. Do you want to go closer and have a look down the shaft? Yes. You plod over, and uh, looking down the shaft, it descends 20 feet. Uh, you can actually see some water in the bottom, reflecting some of the light from the sky back up at you. Um, uh, does, it look, does it look manky? Does it look still? It, does it, it look looks old. It looks old. It looks functional. It looks well-built. Um... You could clearly, like, although there is no um, no bucket, uh, you, you know, if you you could clearly, 
if you fashion something, draw water from there. You can also probably, you can see that there are relatively stable handholds as well in the sides of it, should you be so inclined. Um, and you distinctly notice that. Can I, while he's doing, turn to interrupt, can I use my divine sense mm. to see if anything is coming from the, the well or anything like that? Uh, is that just a sense for evil? Yeah, so it says strong evil registers on my uh, senses and uh, I know within 60 feet the location of any celestial fiend or undead. Okay. I've just stopped you from walking straight in the front door. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I was kind of off at the side, but don't worry. No, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've just stopped you from doing it and, and Gil's walked off. So we're, we're okay. over by the door. Okay. I'll let, sorry. Yeah. Mulligan. There you go. Well, no, why don't you do what you're doing? Because I, I kind of did it that I was doing something different at the same time. So I wanted to give the job, Josh the option to do whichever one he wanted. So you're, you're at the front door now. Can I just do that at the front door then? Yeah, you can. Not the one. If you're at the front door, you do get a ping. You reach out and just before, I guess, either knocking or reaching out to touch the door, you do get the Kenku hand of blades kind of stop you. And as soon as the hand is on you, that is the exact moment that you decide to reach out and just feel the presence of any any entities that, that might be evil or, for that matter, celestial. And deeper in the house, you get a ping of something. It's hard. It's almost like the signal's muffled, but you get a ping back. It's probably at the very deepest range of your senses or maybe you know there's some interference from particularly thick walls or the angle of, of where you are to where this this ping is but there is something and it's you know if you're looking at the front of the house it's towards the right hand side and um possibly on an upper floor and you feel there's undead in here I look at um, Blades and I go, let's find Gil. We'll go over to Gil. Uh, so I imagine while they're walking back to me, I'm kind of idly, I've picked up some of these bones and I'm just having a look. Uh, can I do a survival check or something? See if it, I can yeah, tell what absolutely. Make a survival check. Uh, 15. Okay. Um, this is, some beast has been at these. Um, most definitely. Uh, and, you think you think you can see like a, a tooth a very long thin tooth has punctured one of these um, skulls of, of, the, of a mouse um, it's probably about as long as two and a half inches maybe three inches very thin but something has, has punctured this it doesn't necessarily freak you out you think there are a number of animals that could have done that and that's the impression that you've got some predator has been picking off small rodents you don't know exactly what and is it mainly said about uh, centered about this well yeah distinctly the well oh, oh as these guys come over i imagine i'm i'm just chucking some of my chum into the water uh, hmm. and seeing if anything happens make a perception check 
21. On a 21, as you chuck the first handful of chum, I guess, nothing really happens. You're peering over quite curiously, and you can see the ripples on the water, and you chuck another handful of chum. And as it goes down, something lashes out and snaps at the chum as it falls. And on a 21, you can see what is a very large snake inside there, somehow tucked into a crevice in 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 like the uh, the blocks that make up the well. Uh, it's hidden very well in the bottom, and it's just lashed out at something that fell past it. It's a it's a very large snake. Like are we talking like human size, like length, possibly larger. This is this is oh, this shit. is this is really big. This is I will say at the max end, this is like a human sized snake. But this this is yeah. This is a big one. Uh, look, guys, there's a big old snake in there. You don't often see them around here. I, I don't know what that is, but there's something evil in that house, so we have to stick together, Gil. What do you mean? What, what's evil? Something that wants chaos in this world. Okay, well, whatever it is, we need to go and destroy it. Alright, it seems very aggressive. I need to root out and destroy as much evil as I can. What about a snake? Is that evil? Is that evil? No. I mean, no. I don't know what a snake is, but I'm... You didn't get a ping off of it. You'd, you'd know. Those sea snakes, you'd know what a snake is, man. Yeah, you'd know. Look, look, watch this, uh, and I'll um, get you to kind of peer over the edge a little bit, as long as it's safe. Uh, and I'm going to pick up a rock, and I'm going to try and bean this thing on the fucking head. <laughs> roll to hit. Uh, yeah, just a dex roll. Uh, yeah. Um, that one. <laughs> you just launch this, and it makes this ginormous plunk, splash. Uh, this huge splash. And as you're looking down... You know instantly you have fucked off this snake and it's looking to come up the well. Lovely. I don't think it likes you. So, um, do I do I see the snake coming up the? Yeah, there's a down. there's a big snake coming up the well. Make a perception okay. check for me, Nikas. Perception. Seven. There's a snake coming up a well. It's big. Okay. Well, then I step in front of kill and blades and I get my weapon out. Are there any bushes nearby or anything? Uh yeah, the garden's very overgrown. Um there's a lot of um overgrown bushes. There is a single rose bush by the gate that has massively choked out the other plants. There is weeds. Um we actually even see I'm gonna jump into a nearby over near close by bush right to obscure myself. Okay. As this is coming, um, that's easy enough. You're obscured in, in the bush. Uh, I'm going to give Gil and Nikasa an opportunity as this giant snake starts coming out of the the well mouth, and then we'll roll initiative. You've kind of got the advantage on it as it's coming up. What would you guys like to do? I guess I will... Um, I'll just ready an action so when it comes near me, I'll just uh, smack it. Okay. Uh, Gil? 
So does it definitely look like it's aggressive? Oh, this is you've pissed it off and this is coming for you now. Um, I'll reach off my back. Uh, I'll pull off a net. Uh, and I'll throw down a net aiming for it. Nice. Uh, roll to hit. Uh, 19. Hits. I'm assuming that you have entangled this. A large or smaller creature. So is it a large? Is it bigger than large? It's medium. Oh, that's fine. Uh, a large or smaller creature hit by the net is restrained until it's free. A net has no effect on creatures that are formless. Or creatures that are huge or large. A creature can use its action to make a DC 10 strength check or to free itself or another creature within its reach. Dealing five slashes damage also frees the creature. Uh, when you use an action or bonus action with a net, you can make one attack regardless. Okay, that's when it's... Yeah, so it's restrained. So you have managed to restrain this snake and throw the net and the weight of the net and... Uh, you, you've basically pinned it to the floor and it's roiling inside the net. Does it, is it not got any water in? Any water? In the well. Oh, I'm saying that this as this came out, you threw it as oh, it okay, came no, out. Oh, okay, no, I was Sorry. doing it as it was climbing. No, we'll do it that way, that's fine. As it comes out, you launch the net at it, it tangles up inside it uh, and gets... Uh, it drops to the floor, basically, completely entangled. Um... Anyone want to do anything? I'm not going to roll initiative at this point. No, I'll just go. Um, animal is just being an animal. We don't need to kill it. Oh, it's, it is it's definitely angry. trying to get out, though. It's pretty angry. I, I, I think you've annoyed it. Well, while it's down, let's just leave the area. You, you don't want to do the house anymore? Leave go to the house and leave the well I mean because that's what we're here for it's not that far like I guess no that seems perfectly yeah alright then <laughs> Gil's just gonna follow you then leave your lovely net on the floor what can I do <laughs> like he's just made a perfectly reasonable thing let's just leave it here okay like I, it's just a fishing net I can get more that's true Blades, anything you want to do whilst you're poised in the bushes unseen? Like, I know that this is going to work out of character. I know it's just going to follow us. Yeah, yeah, but, it, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will, I will stay hidden. Okay. For a moment. Can I, uh, being as I, I've never seen a land snake before, let's just put it that way, <laughs> I'll try and do the em uh, emissary of the sea, and I'll try to tell it to, like, to calm down and then walk away, kind of like. Ah, oh, now you're gonna make me look something up, aren't you? Um, breathe water on it. No, but that's the thing. I have a. No, yeah, no, it's aquatic I can't beast. Water. I'm just trying yeah. to do it, thinking it will work. You reach out and try and communicate to this, and there is no common bond between you two. I think something's happened, so I'll just let. It does look fucking pissed off though, and it is gonna try and get out. And it. As it launches at you, it doesn't get you, but it does manage to put, find its way out of um, the net. And now, because you tried to communicate to it, it's got your attention, and it's going to start to come for you. Uh, uh, Blades, you've got a reaction because the other two have had them. Uh, would you like to do anything? How close am I to it? I would say you're about 15 foot away. And it's, it's on... Oh. It's looking like it's going to go for Nikas. I'll, I'll run in and do a little sneak attack. Go for it, roll to hit. 14. As this goes towards Nikas, and he's still reaching out, 
like Aquaman-esque trying to communicate telepathically with it. You just... What weapon are you using? A rapier? Uh, yes. You literally just take its head clean off and it just thumps down to the floor and there's like this dribble of blood, this arc of blood and it kind of like hits Nikas in the face um, and you've killed it. Nice. And turning around... Uh, everyone make a perception check. I got 17. Gil, as... Um, Nikas is kind of like spot. Well, Nikas and um, Blades are point blank with this giant snake. You just see a second snake come out of the well quietly. Oh, we had a friend. <laughs> and this Bad. one, Fantastic. let's get an initiative roll. Uh, top of the round, Blades. There is a giant snake uh, on your uh, on your. On your six, it's about uh, 15, 20 yards away. Is it completely out of the well? Or? It's completely out of the well. It's just slumped to sit uh, back against it, and it's like it was going to stealthily come and get you from behind. Oh, um, I will. I'll go for an attack one. Holy fucking hell. That is a hit. Roll damage. Dude, that's exactly what you needed. This one you don't clean the head off. As you see it there, uh, this Kenku just leaps into action. Very fast, just darts forward and lunges, fencer style. And the point of your sword just goes straight underneath its jaw and right out the back of its head through whatever tiny brain this, this snake will have. And you pull it out so quickly that only one single drop of blood just falls out and the snake just lifelessly flops down to the floor. You are... Fucking bad man. Nice. Uh, that's 100 XP divided by 3. Nice. You're welcome, Which... guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rogues are really good. Uh, my maths is piss poor. Uh, 33. So that is... Give yourself 34 XP each. That's a start. We're... We've got a fucking another XP sponge. <laughs> Who's the XP sponge? The person that didn't do anything. That tried to speak to a snake. <laughs> oral. <laughs> Gee, I'm not the oral of the campaign, all right? <laughs> is, it, is it going the level part? No, experience points right at the top. Okay, so you guys are standing in the garden, this overgrown garden, um, and you've just seen your Kenku companion just spring into action very fast and just drop two giant snakes uh, into strikes. Um Describe what you're doing, please, Blades. Uh, with the snakes. Just post lunge. I'm looking pretty proud. Just uh, snapped off two two snakes. Does he make the noise? Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Opens his beak. Okay, you guys hear uh, Blades doing a fanfare. Victory fanfare. Sad, really. They're probably married. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, well, thank you, Blades. I didn't really want to be bitten. I didn't realise there were two down there. Was, um, I mean... There might be stuff down there. 
I'll um. They might, they might have babies. Who's the guy in the woods? And uh, his name was uh, Ferin Castellar. Uh, in his yes. voice, because uh, I imagine he's probably said it. Uh, Gil, you mustn't play with snakes. <laughs> uh, yes. Sorry. Right, did you find anything in the house? Dirty sign of what was causing all the mischief? Yes. And now we must go kill it. It wasn't the snakes then. No, they're in the house. So. What's well, more snakes, alright. Let's go. I'll get my net. Uh, I'll pick up my net. Yep. Uh, I'll have a little peek down the well, see if there's any little baby snakes that are left off. Uh, give me one more perception check. Um, <clears throat> there is a natural 20. As the sun uh, glints overhead or shines from above you, um, you see your reflection down there. And. Oh, guys, there's a turtle in there. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a flash of silver um, just a small flash as the sunlight hits it but there is a flash of silver at the bottom of the well uh, bl blades you know, you know you like shiny stuff and stuff there's some more of that shiny stuff you like in there oh god come over and have a little look oh, you see just, just there next to that turtle I wave to the top. <laughs> he waves back. <laughs> I'll stop. He sees Ridley. I'll stop his hand and just shake my head. No. <laughs> Blades. Just to see what was funny, because that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what is down I was, there? I was playing a trick. There's a glint of silver. <laughs> I got I got a rope if you want to go down. There's handholds as Hang well. On. There's pretty good handholds. You would, being of the trade, um, you would know you wouldn't even need to roll. You could literally just effortlessly scale down and back up. Yeah, I'll have a whip down there. Okay, you whip down. Um, the handholds are very easy. This is a well-constructed, although old, um, well-constructed well. And it doesn't take you long to descend to 20 feet. And are you going in the water? Uh, there's no creatures in there, is there? Um, no. I'm gonna just for an aspect of time. No, they're, 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 this is this is very quiet, actually very peaceful. Um, the smell even of the water is fresh, um, and at closer proximity, you can see it's actually quite shallow. It's probably only about um, two and a half foot deep. Yeah, I'll, I'll just get in as long as I can get back out again. And um... you drop in. The water is incredibly cold. Um, and there's a little bit of splashing, I'll but you make can. A woman scream. <laughs> I probably should have told him I dropped chum in there. <laughs> and uh, there is something silver glinting at the bottom. You'd have to reach down and grab it, really. But there is some silver at the bottom I as well. I will do that. You have 14 silver pieces. Nice. Who's, and who's this, well, be? there is no. There is no sort of like um, tunnel. There is no. This is a very simple well, and you are safe in the knowledge that you have stolen people's wishes. Secured the well and stolen some wishes. Fourteen silver pieces worth of wishes. 
so just as a heads up Gil really is particularly interested in material things so like I might mention things on an off chance but I'm not particularly going to hunt after them yeah me either it's money doesn't mean anything in the deep <laughs> so I mean, uh, blades is going to be my fucking rich I mean I have gold well, on I, me because I have sunk a... to the bottom I have a trait of I give most of my profits to charitable cause and I don't like to, to brag about it so uh, well there well, you go you're, you're kind of going to be my carer and I yeah. guess that you buy things for me and they're just in the house I, I, I never really have to buy things because you look after me <laughs> brilliant <laughs> fucking Lenny and George yeah, so right. for aspects of getting to a nice stopping point um, I'm going to say that Blades climbs out of the well wet and you have the house standing quietly and ominously in front of you. I guess my only question is, are you going in the front door? Um, or are you going to try and, and, and get round, you know, from another side? That's the most loaded question. There is no I, actual yeah, question I, with I, that. I don't, I don't think we've really seen enough yet. I think we're going to have a look first. Okay, so let's, let's, let's say that as Blades... Um, steps out of the well, wet, dripping with cold water. A little bit of this sea wind picks up and um, none of you have hair, so none of it rustles. I'm g oh, you have hair, don't you, Nikas? Yeah. Your hair uh, is lifted by the wind and blades. You feel the cold, uh, particularly on your wet lower half of your body. And Gills, um, you just look up your big uh, lumbering body uh, and just... You all stare at this decrepit, old, musty, dirty, aging house. And we will see about how you want to enter it next time. Well, that's about it for us this week. Uh, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Again, we're the Murder Hobros. You can find us at Murder Hobros on Twitter. I am at Lil Power, L-I-L-P-O-W-E-R. If anyone wants to uh, hit me up on there too, that's absolutely fine. Thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks for the next episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.